0: Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juan Yala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Go here on. to talk all this all about Pray for the Devil, please welcome to the stage Jacqueline Byers and Christian Navarro. Both, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you for thank having Thank you. Uh, so before we dive into the show uh, and the issues, as our show is called Actress Issues, Issues, um, given that it's spooky season, I'm curious, what horror film would you say has impacted each of you the most? It could be your favorite one or one that has like haunted you and you have not watched it again since.
1: Uh, ooh, hereditary.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'll give you two answers. Conjuring is is
2: is scary, super scary, terrified the hell out of me, the first one. And then this is sort of an offbeat answer, but the leprechaun, the first leprechaun. I just think that that's a great movie. <laughs> That'll
0: get you as a kid, especially.
2: Yeah, it's terrifying seeing Warwick in that makeup. easily. it's it's, uh, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I did get to watch this movie last night. Um, don't ask me how I slept, but I absolutely loved it and was just going
1: to say, don't ask me how I feel about it. <laughs> it's
0: like, okay, absolutely loved it. Really, I am such a horror movie buff, and, and seeing this sort of. Twist on the possession genre. We have seen um, a lot of possession movies, so I'm curious when each of you booked the roles. um, Did you do a deep dive into the classics like The Exorcist, or did you want to go into this with like a fresh perspective? Yeah,
2: no, totally. Yeah, I I thought it was important to see, uh, you know, sort of what had come before and and what they did right and and what I thought maybe they did wrong and what I could bring to it that was different. You know, so yeah, absolutely, I watched everything.
1: Um. I didn't. I have like, I have knowledge of The Exorcist. I've seen those films. But when I got this movie, I approached it mostly as a psychological thriller. Um, And then in terms of the exorcism part, it's kind of the battle. It's not like the demon coming out, as you see in a lot of other exorcist movies. But there's a there's a battle between the human and the demon that are like laggerheads. So in terms of like, becoming possessed and that demonic possession I was more dealing with like I wanted it to feel natural and something that hasn't been done before and just focus on the battle within my body rather than like try to recreate things that have been done but it's interesting because Daniel talks about it and he goes you know this could be the first exorcist film that a 14 year old sees do you know what I mean so you want to bring the like those the things that you expect from an exorcism to this to introduce them to that movie. But then you want to like add on top of that. And I, th- I think that we did that.
0: Totally agree. And um, it's interesting to say that about sort of like this physical struggle uh, within the body as well. And it's interesting in the film also seeing this sort of butting heads of uh, viewing uh, possession as a psychological issue and as a religious one. So I really loved how this was like so layered with that sort of tug of war between who's right, who's not necessarily who's right, but who has a more, I guess, skin in the game. It really, yeah. who has more, uh, a bigger dog in the fight, I guess. Totally. And uh, the film also handles some social issues with such great nuance. So Jacqueline, for you getting to address this like overbearing patriarchy and this grip on tradition that exists, not just within the church, but within many institutions, what was that experience like for you getting to address that?
1: I think... For- um- it's so interesting because as, for Anne, I think she's so driven on finding out the answers that when she deals with the conflict, she deals with the patriarchy in the church is the way that you could put it. It's... She does, I don't think she focuses on it that much. It's just another wall she needs to hit down. Um, I think looking at it as an audience and watching it now, I see that much more than when I was doing it. It was just like, oh no, this is another wall and I got to figure out a way around it. And it was problem solving the whole way through. Um, I think, uh, I just think that like creating that, con- I love that this film has two conflicts that are huge that she has to battle, which is one against the church and one against the demon. And I just think that makes for a great film.
0: And uh, Christian, I know that firsthand within the Latino community, there's uh, a lot of religion, a lot of superstitions, a lot of urban legends. So I'm curious if anything comes to mind as something that we haven't seen adapted into a film yet uh, in the horror genre that you'd be interested in seeing. I know we've had like La Llorona, that's definitely been covered before, but uh, what else comes to mind? That's a good question. Uh,
2: you know one of as a boricua one of the sort of standing folklore that we have is that chupacabra right and i don't think i've seen that done well at least that would be interesting i don't know if i'm the man to do it uh, but i I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it uh, done maybe uh, and yeah within the puerto rican community and latino communities in general there there is serious belief in the supernatural and the occult and things like that santeria i think uh, a good a good film about Santeria would be very interesting and scary, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know. I, I dabbled here. Who's,
0: I, I don't know that I'll I'll dabble outside of this uh, uh, movie and outside of Lionsgate, but we'll see. So as an actor, I, I firmly believe that any role that we take, whether it's a, a one line co-star or a pilot or a studio backed film, there's always something that we take away from the experience Absolutely. as a lesson learned. So what would each of you say was something you learned while working on this film? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, this sounds pretty cliche, but there's such a trusting of your instrument that needs to happen when you're acting and um, you do all this preparation. You need to let it go when you're in the moment. But what I think was really interesting is like she's she's so composed and that's what and she's so strong and she's dealt with so much trauma in her life that she has a capacity to like level herself in these like serious moments where everyone else could potentially freak out. But the fear still needs to be alive for that fear to exist in the audience. And it's like, as an actor, I learned through this that like anything that is going on in your body, the camera is going to catch. And trusting the camera to read you and not pushing it so the camera reads you was something that like I, I feel I, I, I got a better sense of through working on this movie.
2: I had two. Well, first of all, I agree with you fullheartedly, right? And I think any good actor is always learning. And uh, I went to school every day with with two people. One not so obvious, one very obvious. I went to school with Colin Sa- Salmon, who who. Uh, is just an incredible actor and an incredibly gracious human being, which is why he's such a good actor. Um, and then I got to go to school with Posey, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Natalie, and 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 relearn, and I think it's something I'm always chasing as an actor now as an adult, is to relearn that childlike state, to get back to that um, imaginary circumstance that we all start with in acting class, right? And, and um, to get back to that yes, and... Uh, you know, I would see Daniel go up to her and give her a note and there's no, he'd co- he would come to me and we'd have, you know, an hour conversation about a scene in a moment um, and, 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 you know, the nuances of it all. And he'd go to her and say something and she'd say yes and he'd walk away and then she'd do it. Uh, and... Uh, I think she, I hope she can maintain that forever, right? But as you get older, life happens to you and you analyze and you take on. But I think it's very important to remember that that's the basis of what we do is that storytelling and that yes, and, 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 you know, caveman around the campfire telling each other how they got the meal that night, right? And and I think, um, I think I got to see her do that firsthand. And it
0: really inspired me to find that again in myself, find the kid again, you know? And she was absolutely incredible in this. Like, I mean, Speaking of you know working with some legends, you also got to work with Virginia uh, Madsen, who of course many of us know from Candyman. So, are there any other um, horror icons that you hope to work with at some point, whether it's in another horror project or not?
2: Well, we were just talking about Mia Farrow, incredible actress. I would love—I mean, in any capacity, hundred percent Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow um, there's so many. There's so many. You know. <laughs> Patrick Stewart and Vera Famiglia, right? They're, the Conjuring; those are two incredible actors, in, in mm-hmm. any capacity, there's so many great actors out there. Uh, we're fortunate. I'm fortunate to just work. So, um, whoever and, and wherever is, is my answer.
1: Christian, and, uh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> check done. <laughs> and uh, so, with much of our audience um, being made up of uh, budding actors, uh, we always like to sort of uh, take a chance to educate and enlighten in case they are coming looking for um, for tips or anything like that. So um, in terms of the industry, what comes to mind as something that you previously thought of the industry that you learned was sort of like a myth and it was debunked?
2: It doesn't matter how good you are, right? It doesn't matter. You could be the best actor on the planet. Sometimes the role is not going to go to you. I've spent I've been doing this like 14 years now, and I've spent a lot of time wondering why I didn't get the job. And then I realized it's got nothing to do with me. Um, there are there are forces outside of your control that will always be outside of your control. Uh, and your job, literally, is to show up and act. And that means at the audition. Uh, I say this often, if I don't get an audition, I don't act that week, right? And when you look at it from that perspective, it shifts, I think, because the 10 minutes I get to be in a Zoom call with a producer or in a room is the only time I'll get to do what I love that week, Right. Um, so if you treat that like the job and not the audition, you get to go to work that day, you get to go and audition and go to work that day. Um, and I think it makes it easier for you to cope with the no's and there'll be a lot of no's. Um, but it also, it also allows a freedom to approach the work a little bit less desperately, right? You, you approach it from a true artistic point of view and not from, I need this job to pay rent, even though you might need the job to pay rent. It's still the only time you get to act that week, right? So I think that.
1: Well, it's so interesting because the casting process is so much in a self-tape now. You know what I mean? Like, mostly what everybody sees when they're casting is, is a tape. And I will say this to any actor starting out, and it's how I started out. And, you know, there's people who come into it from, and they have, come from these great schools, and they have the audition process, and agents see them. But it's really hard to find representation sometimes. And the, it's like, how is someone going to bank on you if they haven't seen what you can do? So I give everyone this advice is that, and I did this, find roles that you think are right for you. Find a scene, tape them, create a whole arc of like amazing tapes that you do. And it's just you and a camera because if you do reels or you shoot stuff, it's not of the same quality that other people are seeing. It might not be the same acting quality that you're working against, but everybody has seen a self tape. Agents have seen so many self tapes. So if you... Do that and provide the material to then sell yourself out to people you'll be able to find the representation and find people that believe in you and can see what you can do so i just think like train you know work hard like become skilled in voice anything that you can do to better your craft do it work hard and then also you know be smart with the business like create that um like a re- stuff that you can send out so people know who you are um,
2: I just want to add on one thing that I, I am finding to be increasingly important as I, as I get older and spend more time in this business. And if young actors come to this podcast and, and listen to this for advice, I think it's this. There's a quote from Stanislavski who says, I wish the stage were as thin as a tightrope so that no incompetent may, may dare tread upon it. <laughs> this is a job and a craft like any other. And I can't tell you how many people I meet, how many young people come up and say, I want to be an actor. Well, have you any training? No. Are you going to go in any training? No. I just think I could do this. Or the the hardest thing, how do you memorize all of those lines? And if people only knew that that is the easiest part of the job, right? It's a craft like any other, and you have to respect it. Hundreds, thousands of people have come before you and have laid the foundation for this job that you want to work on. So treat it like that and respect it. Uh, and it, it isn't something you can just do. Maybe there's one in a million, right? Marlon Brando, they said it, sending him to acting school was like sending a tiger to jungle school. But nobody is like Marlon Brando, right? So mm-hmm. work hard and outwork everyone else. Is the-
1: to add on to that, you work hard, but no one wants to see the work. You know, when you're in that moment, you're not trying to prove to somebody that you worked hard to do it. Just let the work happen to you.
0: Awesome. Well, Jacqueline, Christian, thank you so much for all of that wonderful advice for all of our listeners. And for, again, congrats on such a great movie. I can't wait for audiences and, to see uh, it.
1: for all those actors out there, I'll take it from Virginia Madison. Madison, Keep going. Yeah. yeah.
2: Man, this is such a good platform for, for yeah. you and for everybody else. Thank you for having us. Take care, guys. Thank you. Cheers.